Welcome in, friends. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Happy holidays. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Everybody out there in the chat, what's up? Holiday, fun day. So we're not going to make it Debbie Downer time. I do want to remind everybody, uh, go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. You will not regret it. Perfect gift for any loved one in your family. We thought we were going to get a gift in the form of a top five to 10 pick from the Houston Texans. Now we sit here on January 15th. I don't know where the pick from Houston is going to be. I can tell you where it's not going to be, Bo Brock, in the top 25. What the hell happened? The nightmare continues. That's what that's what happened, right? Every time you go to sleep, you say your your prayers to the football gods. Yeah, and they go they go unanswered. And maybe you know this is an unanswered prayer that uh, is going to benefit the Arizona Cardinals, and a really mm-hmm. good player is going to fall right into the lap of Monty Austin for it. But you're going to have to wait down the draft board when it went down, and our GM even trolled you and I on a text thread that I nearly blocked him mm-hmm. from over the weekend when you and I were high fiving and. and Spike in the football after Monty Ossifort pulled off the deal on in the first round when they were sitting there on the clock at third overall pick. I, you know, I, I stand by that. I mean, there's zero remorse still, even though CJ Stroud continues to play like a absolute superstar and the Texans keep winning football games and march further and further into the NFL playoffs and the pick gets worse and worse. There's zero remorse because Monty Ossifort you know, trading for the Texans 2023 first round pick. It did exactly what Monty Osfort had to do. His number one assignment last offseason was the ac- the accumulation of assets. I make that deal 10 out of 10 times. And the Cardinals were able to do that with their number one asset. Because remember their other assets last offseason? Do you remember what they were? What? Me neither. There wasn't any. They had DeAndre Hopkins, whose market absolutely, his, his floor crashed through. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins ended up being released, outright released. There was no market for him, uh, especially during the draft time. And uh, it's it's unfortunate but that, that it keeps slipping, but it's still a good deal. And it's more than just a first-round pick. You know, they've got another third-round pick from the Texans. They had a second-round pick that they were able to flip and get themselves a franchise-caliber tackle. So, you know, as, as frustrating as it is and – you know, the fact that they can till can still go against all odds and, and worsen the pick even more so makes me sick to my stomach, but it's still a good spot to be in. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what the package was, guess what? We have it ready for you here on PHNX Cardinals, the PHNX Cardinals podcast producer, uh, extraordinaire Damon Dog. Let's take a look at the package for the Arizona Cardinals and the Houston Texans last year. So the Cardinals, the time of the trade, the Cardinals had the third overall pick. Houston, a lot of people forget, they didn't come up for their quarterback. They came up for Will Anderson Jr., had seven sacks this year. Looks like it's going to be a really good player. Guess what? Mm -hmm. We knew that already. Uh, So the Texans get the third overall pick, and then, and I'd forgotten this, they also got pick 105, which was Arizona's fourth rounder that they flipped that they're going to get to use this year for Philadelphia's third. So that's what Houston gets, right? So that's their package. Here's the Cardinals package, as my co-host alluded to. They got pick 12 and pick 33. Those were the headliners as well as a one and a three in 2024. Now, again, at the time, great package. And I I still think it's going to be the right decision. However, but to your point, Bo, they had to use pick 33 to trade back up to get Paris. They had to go from 12 to six to ensure because they knew Team 789, they were going to take Paris Johnson Jr. because there was a run on tackle shortly after 
with Darnell Wright and Peter Skaronsky to Tennessee. So the Cardinals, they got their guy. Paris Johnson Jr. was fabulous, didn't miss a snap this year, has the makings of uh, you know, Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, right tackle, I should say. But the, the problem now becomes is the 26th pick and the 89th pick are about 20 picks too late. I mean, like we thought sixth overall pick, 69th overall pick. So mm-hmm. in conjunction, nice. you lost about 40 to maybe 50 spots in draft in draft positioning here. So while I agree with you, they would do a trade again, I'm sure in hindsight, you do not want to fucking trade with the team that is going to make the division round, the divisional round, after they were picked as they co-favorite to have the number one overall pick. In hindsight, they would do a deal with the Titans. They would do a deal with the Raiders. Somebody with a top 10 pick. I mean, the Titans are terrible this year. And and Austin Ford, we knew, was talking. We had we had source before the draft was talking to the Titans. Things happen for a reason. I trust Austin Ford and the scouts, but there is no way they do that trade with Houston today, knowing that Houston literally was drafting the Messiah of rookie quarterbacks that was literally going to set the world on fire and get them to the divisional round and looks like the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, C.J. Stroud is unbelievable. There's no way they do that deal again. I mean, who are you making a deal with? Well, I I, I, the I know Titans, you said, the Raiders. but who the, the Titans are going to get up to three to get what Anthony Richardson? They're going to take right. him. Yeah, that's that's the tough part. That that deal that was the original deal that you were hearing was going right. to happen, but that was Correct. when you know Houston correctly read the draft tea leaves mm-hmm. and realized that if they wanted to get their quarterback. And get this pass rusher that you know the organization and D'Amico Ryan's fell in love with. Mm-hmm. That they were going to have to take. They were going to have to take second overall, the best quarterback available, and then they were going to have to make a deal. And and they were basically negotiating with themselves. And the fact that Monty Austinfort still struck that deal, like right. I I know it's it's still a first round pick, and, and I know you can look at you know the draft value picks and, and when they get you know back towards. The, the tail end of the first round, you know, they taper off a little bit, but still like Tennessee seemed like they were out at that point. Tennessee wanted CJ Stroud. They, they wanted to couple an Good Ohio point. state alum alum and, and Mike Rabel with another Ohio state, Ohio state quarterback. And that's the direction they wanted to go. And then they pivoted and they took their quarterback with trading up with the Arizona Cardinals and with the second selection in the second round. So I just don't, I don't know if there was a deal out there. I just don't like in the the name of the game last year for Monty Austin for it was get all these bad contracts off the book, clear up all that cap space, get rid of a bunch of guarantees and get more picks. And that's exactly what he did. I love this from Emily. Honestly, I don't care about the Houston pick anymore. It makes me sick thinking about it. (laughs) My exact same sentiment, Emily. I couldn't even look. We were doing our audio only podcast. I encourage everybody to check it out. We were doing our audio only podcast and like I had to like guess or project where the Cardinals were picking and they had it on Tankathon. I I didn't even have the stomach to look at Tankathon before Bo and I cranked up the mics and started recording. So the Cardinals, for those of you who don't know, the the highest the pick can be now is 26th. Um, And I think that's where it's going to end up. So the right now, assuming that I think we both agree. And again, put my foot in my mouth here. Baltimore is going to take care of business against Houston. Please, God, let it be so. And then the Packers have to play San Francisco. Um, The only way it can go down 
uh, to 25 is if the Packers somehow beat the 49ers, which I'm all for, but I don't think right. it's going to happen. So I feel pretty comfortable this weekend. We're going to reach the end game and it's going to be pick 26. They're going to have four and 26, which is crazy. It's unthinkable. However, it's the reality of the situation. You gotta, you gotta roll with what you got, I guess. I it's, it's still, it's still champagne problems in my opinion. You think it really so? is. Okay. It, this isn't, this isn't blockbuster getting the offer from Netflix for what 150 million dollars and they're like we're good and then next yeah. thing they're you know they're closing all the doors of all but one location in bend oregon randomly and i've been there netflix yeah. is the king yeah yeah i think you uh yeah you, you've got some outstanding late uh charges <laughs> right now that they're, they're seeking you out for uh but no i mean it's not completely it's not bankrupting them you're not getting evicted from your your apartment you you still have a steady pay and, and a bright future and that's that's important and i think when you look at like they, they released like the all pro first and second teams for, for rookies. And yeah. like, I, I don't think that that, uh, that obviously didn't do a service to the Arizona Cardinals and really tr- kind of show you how impressive the draft class was. I, I think that Monty awesome for guys that can, he found guys that can, can play. And I think Paris Johnson jr. Especially like when you look at like, when you think that DJ Humphreys couldn't even get on the field, his rookie year and the caliber of player that he turned into. And then I saw somebody, Somebody did a really good job. It was one of the one of the Cardinal Instagram accounts, and I apologize, I don't know who did it specifically, but they compared uh, Paris Johnson Jr.'s rookie season to Lane Johnson, who's the best right tackle in the league, and mm-hmm. Paris's numbers are far and away way better than Lane yeah. Johnson's, and like what he could project to be, and, and that was a some tape that Paris Johnson immediately looked at when he when he started you know playing the right tackle spot. So played every single snap and he's just going to get better and better. And that's a, a really good pick. And you didn't give up all your assets the, that you got in return to move down from three, essentially to six. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Like if Paris pans out, this is a, a win trade regardless of the rest of the picks. Um, and I think the rest of the picks are, I mean, some of them are, are going to pan out They'll inevitably be some that are just okay. But Paris to me, like, his projection to what he became, I think he exceeded my expectations this year. I mean, he didn't miss a game. He got better as the season went on. If you and then PFF grades aren't the end all be all, but like we watched it with our eyes, he was like borderline dominant at times and was their probably their most consistent lineman. When you turn, when you think about like Will Hernandez missed time, Yelda Froldholt got off to a little bit of a slow start, Humphreys missed time, left guard was a little bit of a turnstile. Like every Sunday, you could turn on your TV and there was. Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. And it just, I, again, it that's the cake. And then everything else is going to be the icing. But what here's what I will say. And somebody pointed out in the chat, I think it was Richard who uh, kindly throws in a $1.99 super chat. Thank you, Richard. Can you take the Houston pick and a third and and move up? You absolutely can. Um, and I, I posed this to Bo yesterday. It's funny you bring that up on our audio only podcast. Um, so the Cardinals have picks 26 right now. They also have pick 35. 66, uh, 71, and 89. Um, so there's nothing that says you can't go from 26 to 22 or 21 or, or something like that and, and you know, jet set one of your third-round picks if you absolutely love a guy. And I, I would encourage Austin Ford to do that. I know everybody wants to hoard every third-round pick, but I think you're in a position where, especially, and we're going to talk about him later in the show, if you get Marvin Harrison at four, this entire draft, even pick 26, you're playing with house money. I, I just feel like the only kind of end-all hang-up is 
if you get Marvin, everything else takes care of itself. And while like not everybody's of that mindset, that's how I look at this thing. Yeah. If they I mean, if they end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and they are gifted that because three quarterbacks go top three, then like I don't that pick could have been ten or could have been fifteen. You're still not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that that would be a pretty special reality for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's 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 when you get your semester syllabus and you've got something that's going to take up about you know sixty to seventy percent of your make up sixty or seven percent of your grade. And when you get yeah. a player of the caliber of Marvin Harrison Jr., it makes it a lot easier have a successful draft now uh lack of success uh we're getting roasted i'm getting roasted right now in the chat how dare you guys criticize the 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 pictures i have hung up over my shoulder here look i got a two and a half year old and sometimes things get a little off skew i'll get the uh i'll get my leveler out and i'll get those pictures back in in working order johnny you've seen those pictures before usually they're in, in a in better spot it's not just like i have seen I, that in person and they were excellent i don't know what's <laughs> gray has taken a wiffle ball bat to the wall which i i don't you know don't, i don't give him grief for that that they f- tremendous family photos if if oh. if you guys could see the photos themselves you wouldn't be talking your shit they look great <laughs> you guys chirp all you want we appreciate it but we uh do. Man, it, it was it is weird though that that thing has has just completely plummeted. I mean, like like crypto stock. That's what this thing is. It's just it's it's tough to get back on in track. And it's but the thing is, it's gonna it's not gonna be as volatile, right? It's gonna at some point it's gonna level out and it's gonna be there. Hopefully, between you know twenty six and it stays at twenty six because the then then you're looking at what what is it twenty nine to in, in 30 and then the next two are the effing super bowl teams i <laughs> uh, come on john harbaugh like come yeah. on baltimore ravens enough is enough we've right. we've suffered enough uh it's a nice story it needs to end uh, it needs to end this weekend uh alex 499 i i, w- I want paris to stay at right tackle he and hernandez were great on that right side i think we'll know pretty soon whether that it's going to remain that way i think we're gonna have a chance to talk to austin ford at the combine bow that's something that we'll ask him um and i feel like listen am i gonna say it's not a possibility but i also think if you get marvin harrison jr at four paris johnson jr unequivocally is your best tackle next year yeah typically you want your best tackle at left tackle like and not to like, I think Joe Alton Alu Fashnu would come in and start at left tackle right away. It would be a seamless transition. Just like, you know, the, I use the example in Detroit, like we saw last night, like the Panay Sewell mm-hmm. is a right tackle or was a left tackle in college. They kept him right because they had Taylor Decker. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of the same situation. But if you get Marvin at four, Paris Johnson Jr., I think is going to be asked to move the left tackle because then you're talking about good hell with this pick 26 or a free agent pick or pick 35. I don't think there's a caliber of player to step in at, at left tackle that late in the draft. Could be wrong. Somebody could surprise you. And I, I love this coaching staff up front on the offensive line for the Cardinals, but I would venture to say Paris is going to move if they can't get Alter Fashnu. Is that fair to say? Uh, I don't think it's going to take that big of a splash to, to necessarily um, keep them there. I, I think they, they like the continuity and, um they understand so that you left tackle then you got to figure it out you know I, I don't think anybody would feel comfortable with Beecham going full-time starter um but 
I think that they could, there's, it's one of the deepest position groups in the draft. And like, let's, you, you're not just selecting fourth and 26 potentially overall. Like they've got, they've got a ton of draft capital. How you guys, Ken saying Cliff didn't have crooked pictures hanging in his house. Yeah. He had one giant lion painting. He also, no one was in Cliff's house when he wasn't there. Cliff, Cliff lived alone. And if you watch Hard Knocks, he never saw the sun because he was at his he was at the facility from sunup to sundown. Victor, now Bo has a cute pic of Johnny on his desk. Uh, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't. Hey, know. this is a family show. <laughs> Smart ass. And yeah, we've got photos of each other. What of it? Right. Uh, Super chat, deuce, two dollars. Would we forgive Monty if he did trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr.? You're asking the wrong guy. There's no forgiveness needed for me. I don't like with 26. Use it utilizing the 26 overall selection. Or are you talking I'm, about? I'm not ready to second, say no to that. I'm not ready to say pick. no to that. I wouldn't say no to that right now today. That pick has become so volatile. I I kind of <laughs> despise it a little bit. So if you can if you can use it to secure Marvin, the problem is right now is everybody because of our guy Benjamin Albright. We're going to get to this later. Things mm-hmm. that we're getting Marvin, including myself, and so like if we're in a situation where like oh, all hope is lost, and then you jet set pick twenty six, like come on, we'd all have fun with that. That'd be a good time. Oh man, uh, space head saying, bro, Texans going to the Super Bowl. LOL. I mean, at this point, i I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. Stop, if we keep stop. on looting, rooting for losses that aren't coming, uh, I mean, now now it's like, can we hit? We've got to throw everything at this at this point because just rooting for losses clearly haven't worked and predicting losses clearly haven't worked. People say I, I need to stop tweeting about it. I can't. I can't not talk about it on, <laughs> on Twitter. People say it's my fault. I would love for it to be my fault and have that kind of power. But I, I Flacco looked great at the beginning of that game. They were up. They were moving the ball efficiently. I thought yeah. that Miles Garrett and the defense would take over. I mean, like they made the Cleveland number one defense look like trash and well, they were I think pretty bad on the road this season i mean they were that's up on the broadcast here's who hurt us though the i mean the jacksonville jaguars have a part to play in this the jaguars mm-hmm. win their finale against the lowly titans cj and company have to go on the road the first playoff game and probably mm-hmm. lose to like a well, tyler goodson on fourth down wide open i know it's a yeah. bad pass from um uh, what's his name? Who's who's uh, the current day Jake Plummer? Who, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of him? Trevor Lawrence? No, the kid no. for the Colts that we, we were. Oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. yeah, Gardner Minshew. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, he, he put it behind him a little bit, but you got to pull that in on fourth down and at least move the chains. And he had he had running space as well. It's just it, it's it's heartache after heartache after heartache. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be. And, and I feel like. That when you get into that territory in the first round, that absolutely like Baltimore's done it so often. They just navigate up and down the twenties, and you can you can really kind of get creative with that. The Houston started zero two and they finished ten five, eleven and five. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. They've won more games this year than the last three years combined. Makes me sad to think about. Uh, we're going to talk about what the Cardinals should do with that pick and maybe should it be swung for a veteran. Uh, that'd be pretty money. Speaking of money, have you dabbled on BetMGM today? Because we got a uh, nightcap game to round up wildcard weekend. I'm going to tell you my BetMGM parlay of the week. 
Uh, I'm rooting for chaos. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay money line with our guy Todd Bowles and the over. I think some points are going to be scored. Right now, you can dabble with BetMGM, Bet5, get 158 instantly using that bonus code PHNX, BetMGM, the official sports book of PHNX. Download the app now, 5 bucks. Uh, it's going to hook you up. When you place the bet, you're going to receive 158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your, of your wager. So if you win, if you take my Tampa Bay money line and the over, uh, you get your winnings plus 158 in bonus bets that you can use. Hell, on the divisional round next weekend. Sign up again, BetMGM. Check them out online, betmgm.com, or sign up using your iOS or Android device. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Phoenix Suns are heating up, and if you want to go see a Suns game as early as tomorrow, the Game Time app is absolutely the best way to get your foot in the door and your butt in a seat right now. You can save 20 bucks off your first purchase by using the code PHNX. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, and you can watch them take on the Kings tomorrow night at the Footprint Center. Uh, don't miss it. Game Time's the best place for last-minute ticket deals. Used them throughout the season. I bought tickets for my family to go to the Cardinals game while I was covering them. Johnny did the same. I think he did it twice. Uh, Giants game for me. Johnny, you sent your kid and, and your family to which game? Falcons game, uh, oh, Cincinnati game, and then we also did, uh, yeah, those are the two uh, games that we hit this year. So, one and one. Tickets to the game. Parking pass. I got my parking pass for as low as four dollars and saved money on it by using that code PHNX. Um, you got Valentine's Day coming up before you know it. It'd be a great little Valentine's date to find a concert or an event to go to. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the code PHNX for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account. Redeem code PHNX for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, it's. It's so great to see everybody here in the chat on a holiday. Leave a like if you could for your boys, Johnny, Bo, and Damon Dog. We would greatly appreciate it. Like, we appreciate all of you. And while, yeah, we're taking this news in stride as it relates to Houston's pick, we also think, you know, it's time to be creative. And I, I'd ask Brad Spielberger, I think, and a couple other people, Trevor Sikama, like, if this keeps getting pushed down, like, what are the chances that this pick gets moved for a veteran? And while that's not my initial intent, and I don't think it's the Cardinals' intent either, we don't want to see this team replicate a lot of Steve Kimes' miscues of the past. I mean, now you're looking at 26 to 32. You got to at least have the conversation, especially if you can upgrade significantly. So what we've done, Bo, is we've put together a small list. This isn't everybody mm -hmm. of who's going to be available. And hell, these players may not be available, but these are the commonly discussed players right now that could be moved for draft compensation. And come to find out all positions of need for the Arizona Cardinals. Damon Dog, let's see the list. Would you trade the 26th pick for one of these four players? T. Higgins, wide receiver Cincinnati. How about Derek Brown, the stud defensive lineman formerly of Auburn of Carolina? And guess what? They've got another star defensive lineman in Brian Burns. Both of those guys are 25. Higgins is 24. And then Josh Allen, 
the pass rusher from Jacksonville. He's 26, Bo. Looking at this list right now, number one, what do you think of these four targets potentially? And am I missing anybody from this list? I mean, we really don't know what the trade market's going to develop into. You know, you see a lot of uh, upset Dallas Cowboys players, and we'll see if that they want to get on board potentially with whoever could potentially take over in, in Big D or, um, you know, what's going to happen as far as this coaching carousel goes. And we'll see, you know, Buffalo's holding on right now against Pittsburgh, but we'll see, you know, if, if their season ends before the Super Bowl, is, is a guy like Stefan Diggs going to become available? Or I saw Garrett Wilson, his name already bandied down in the, tr- in the chat. Like he's unhappy, mm-hmm. but I'm sure at some point he'll want to play with Aaron Rodgers a little bit more than just four plays like this season. But I, I like that. I, I really like three of the four. The only reason I wouldn't really throw up Derek Brown in there, the in, in the interior defensive wow. lineman. It, Not a fan. Just, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, and I think he's, he's played, he's been a strong player the last couple seasons. Uh, but I think when you're going to trade an asset like that, premium position, right? Those, those edge rushers and, and Allen and Burns. I think that those guys are are very worthy of that. And I'm not saying like I wouldn't like at least entertain it for Derek Brown. I just think that you you really need to get into really trading your assets for premium positions. Um don't pull off a deal, you know, like I mean, it wouldn't be like Jamal Adams was an atrocious deal, but just give up value for a position that isn't, you know, viewed as premium and important in this day and age NFL. It's where you and I are going to disagree. I just look at this situation, defensive line, defensive tackle. I think it's been dire for some time. And I think the teams that wanted to run the ball and the Cardinals could. And I, he's gotten better as, as he's progressed. And while I don't know if he was, he warranted a top 10 selection. Remember he went right, right before the Cardinals took Isaiah Simmons. He's been much better than I thought. And I look at that. And the only reason I put him on there. Is it so? There was this. There was this, a hilarious graphic going around on Twitter, and it had four segments, four columns, right? And it, it said, "Non-contenders with a bunch of little resources, contenders with resources, contenders without resources, and then basically like in the bottom left-hand corner, bad teams with no resources." And it was <laughs> Carolina, like by themselves, and it's it's just hilarious. And the Cardinals were a bad team with resources, right? And I looked yeah. at that, and I'm just like. I, I don't know if Derek Brown's going to be available. He, he's he's not a, he's got one year left on his contract. Like I I just feel like if you're Carolina and you're going all in for Bryce Young and they're going to hire an offensive coach probably, like those two guys I feel like can be had and could really help you. And I don't know if it would take pick twenty six to get Derek Brown. This is a completely different regime ownership group that drafted him. Multiple coaches and GMs have come and gone. So. But he's a really, really good player that I, I would love for. I mean, he's 25. So you figure, okay, mm-hmm. three to five years minimum that you're going to get quality production, the best years of his career. But I, I understand because it's, it's not a sexy name. And goodness, the, the Cardinals have been plagued by by bad trades before. So a Burns, a Josh Allen. I would probably put Burns and Josh Allen over everybody. I think T. Higgins, to me, like a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know, draft a receiver. I'm inclined to say the same thing. The more that we study this draft class, of course you want the sure thing. And Higgins is only 24 years old. But, I mean, if if you do your homework, you mm-hmm. ought to make Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunsey the player that T. Higgins is. 
Because yeah. T. Higgins, he's a good player, but he's still number two to Jamar Chase. He's still like a fringe 1,000-yard receiver. Like, if you can't find that in this class, then you shouldn't be a general manager. So all that to say, like, the more I think about it, unless there's a name that checks every box, I, I just I think they're better off sticking and picking. I think you're better off maybe if you want to reach slightly for a, a defensive tackle there, do it. If there's a guy that's a fringe first rounder and you love him at 26, take him. Hell, the, the kid out of Michigan, if he keeps right, if he has a great off season, a great draft season, it's just like that probably makes more sense. And again, we're not, we're in a position now we're splitting hairs, but 21 to 26. I mean, you're, you're all options have to be on the table, but I, I still think the best course of action is to draft somebody. And, and that that's where I think you start to see some value on some of these defensive players in this draft where, you know, if it's higher than that, you would get it caught into the debate, the, the conversation of were they worthy of, of the selection and, and where you were picking like 26, like you could take the best defensive player on the board. And I think at that point, the draft has evened out between yeah. those sides of the football, where I think if you're in the top 15, you know, they're probably three to four defensive players may be deemed worthy to be in the top 15, but man, are we so far away from that? But these guys, obviously everybody on this entire list um, is, is way better than, you know, what you could project the 26th overall pick to be right. And then you get into, okay, what else would it cost? Uh, Derek Brown is under contract. I think through next season, yeah. you've got Brian Burns who would probably be, they would tag them right to control them beyond this and going into this off season. So, you know, he would have a pretty hefty contract going into next season. And then same thing goes for T Higgins, like Brian Spiel or Brad Spielberger, you know, pointed out to us, like the, the Bengals aren't just going to let him walk. They'll tag him and then pull off a deal or pull off an extension. Yeah. So it's, it's all complicated, but, and, and then you like get hesitant because of the Hollywood deal, because you, you traded for a guy Leaves a bad um, taste in your mouth. Leaves a bad, yeah. And it, it was it was just about the same, like 23, 26, about the same uh, point right there. It, it's just, I, I think that the difference really would be, especially with guys like the pass rushers, it's a it's absolute need. Well, all those players are, are positions of need, but premium position players. Let's get to some of these super chats here. Uh, our guy, Arise, friend of the program, 499. Okay, hear me out. Package 26 a third rounder and Rondell Moore for number nine, Chicago. What say you, I would do that. I'm sure Bo would do that. Uh, I don't think the Chicago bears would do that. If you look at the draft chart, mm -hmm. uh, the Jimmy Johnson once, you know, put together, I would say to get from 26 to nine, you're at least talking your 2025 first round pick that have to be included. That would have to be included. That's a big leap. I mean, that's, that's 16 selections. Between. I mean, I, here's what I would say. Number nine from Chicago. If I could get Marvin and then if Joe Alt fell to nine, Arise, I, I said on a show last week, I would do that trade. If they loved him, I, I, no, I have no issue with it. But you still have a long way to go, especially defensively. I, I think right, like once sure. you, st the, the package deals, it's a little bit tougher. That's, that's like where you, you kind of get pressed. You're at the car dealership. You've got an idea of what you want to spend, and it keeps going north of that. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take the Bluetooth and the leather seats and the, <laughs> right. you know, the, the middle seat, bucket seats and the TV. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, but this draft is, is special offensively, at least at the top. And the Cardinals are going to take full advantage. I love this. 
this gets us into our next discussion here. MP $1.99 super chat. Bears take Caleb and trade up with Pats for Marvin. Um, over my dead body, MP. Thank you for the super <laughs> chat. Uh, we're gonna talk about Caleb Williams, the Arizona Cardinals, Marvin, and all that and more here in a second, because there's a lot to dis- dissect. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. You think Marvin Harrison Jr. is money? Check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that, frankly, make life better. We needed a new credit union. We've been hanging on to one. Back in the Midwest, I finally pulled the trigger on one that not only had great customer service and reviews, there's a ton of Desert Financial Credit Union branches throughout the Valley. They can hook you up. Checking, savings, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, tons of stuff. Plus, how about the sweetener on top? Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Show your team spirit. Open up a free checking account online. Get an Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card today. Go to desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. Seamless. Takes a couple of minutes. Debit card is in the mail right after the fact. Desertfinancialcreditunion.com slash cardinals. Check them out today, Bo. Had some friends in town. The gaslight came on. Had to pull into the nearest Circle K. Fill up the tank. And then I uh, then I was showing off because I went into the into Circle K and came out with all their delicious snacks. That uh, that delicious popcorn where you got the cheese popcorn with caramel cup popcorn. Oh sure, eat. sure. And, you know you got some of the uh, their their donuts as well, and of course loaded up on Polar Pops. And then we had coffee the next day. People were like, "This is awesome. This is unbelievable convenience." I'm like, "Well, I'm a part of." the inner circle right now. I'm kind of a big deal. And you can be a big deal as well by flexing your inner circle membership as well. It's easy. It's a new membership program. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You know, gas prices always fluctuating. Save as much money as possible at the pump. Save three cents per gallon every day. Get every six, three, you get a six free selection of Circle K products, that pizza, the coffee, the ice cold fountain drinks. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for all the details. Uh, we got the details right now. Super chat from Little Spooky. Ooh, Little Spooky, $5. So what's the plan with Zaven? I think Project Pass Rusher was a busto. He should go back. Oh, bust. So he should go back to middle linebacker. What do you guys think? We've talked about this a little bit, a little spooky. I think it. I think going back to middle linebacker, and Bo, you can attest to this, is not an option. It's just not mm. what they look for from their middle linebackers. Typically, they want guys that are about 5'11 to 6'1". Zavin's a big dude, and I think they've, they feel or felt, felt or still do that it, it will help his career long-term if he plays pass rusher. So he's, he's going to have his fifth-year option declined almost certainly. Uh, and then yeah. he'll just be a year-to-year player after that, whether it's the Cardinals or somebody else. I don't think it does him any good in the long term to return back to middle linebacker. I think that those days are done. The position is is evolving at the NFL level, and guys his size, 6'5", uh, a donut away from 270, uh, it doesn't it's, – It's those days are done. I mean, you need guys who are a little bit quicker, a little fleeter of foot, and you're going to see more of a Kazir White – as the kind of archetype, uh, the, the, uh, and I think that Zaven Collins going back, he's only going to do himself a disservice kind of going forward. So 
here's the thing. They need him to take a jump next season. He needs it for himself to take a, yeah. a jump yep. next season as far as the pass rush position. And they ask for a lot, but um, I, I think that, you know, he just started playing the pass rush position and you saw some, some positives, but overall you needed to see more and they're going to have to get that from year one of that to year two. And it's going to be in the form of a contract season for Zayvon Collins. Yeah. I think even with your, with them declining his fifth year option, which is going to happen later this year, he can still really help himself because even if the Cardinals add some pass rushers, I, I there'll be ample opportunities for him to get out there and show what he can do. And, if he doesn't make money here, he can make money somewhere else. You know, Hollywood Brown just had one of the worst contract years of all time that we can remember, and he's going. Somebody's going to pay Hollywood Brown. I mean, the, the pass rusher, tackle, edge rusher, corner, premium positions that people gamble on. So, Zavin's an elite human being. He's got a the full support of this organization. Nobody has a bad thing to say about him. He will continue to get opportunities. Plus, he's really talented. Like I, I know I've told this story when I when I'm in the locker room with Bo. I mean, Zavin's like the most physically imposing defensive player they have. And that, I think that's it's a testament to how far they have to go defensively still. But he he stands mm-hmm. out. So we're all rooting for him. But I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, they're, they're going to add some competition and they should. Um, are the Bears going to add some competition at quarterback? Uh, I think, yes. You know, it's been funny, Bo, over the last, mm, let's say, four weeks, how this the tide has turned a little bit for our friends at CHGO and certainly Chicago Bear fandom. Caleb Williams, not sure if you've heard of him, announced his uh, intentions and declared for the NFL draft today. Uh, a very lengthy Instagram post. I know, who, who would have thought? You want to come back to USC on that sweet, sweet NIL deal money? Uh, he's he's, he's going to play in the NFL. Shocker there. Uh, yeah. Nice, long Instagram post. Very well thought out. And I would say mm, 7 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 posts from Bear fans were positive, like, I don't know if this is going to work, but bear down. And it's just like, mm, it's funny how this has worked out that you were always going to take the best player in the draft at the best position or well, the best player at the most important position. And Justin Fields is, is going to undoubtedly be moved here in the next two months. It just feels inevitable. Right. And I see Benjamin Albright in, in our chat and you guys should be following. It's a must follow. It's essential throughout the NFL offseason uh, as far as Justin Fields future, but it's it's nice that the the Bears are finally kind of embracing the inevitable future that Caleb Williams is going to be wearing their uniform. It's going to be another guy that they're going to try to get to four thousand yards for the first time in franchise history and and end truly end their quarterback woes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I I just don't see like anytime we talk about Marvin, we always get. Bears fans in our mentions is like, he's not getting the four because the bears are going to pick them because they're going to pull off some, you know, heist again where they trade down and they think that they're going to be able to maneuver this draft again. It's like, you got lucky the last time you really got lucky last time mm-hmm. and Carolina bottomed out. Um, and they're going to, they can still benefit by being able to pivot to a, a better option. I think it projects at the quarterback position. Albright posting on Twitter, and this is something you and I have said for some time, not a first, but the best option right now is maybe two twos and a, and a day three pick. Mm-hmm. And if that's the package, the, he said that's best case scenario for Fields. So if that's best case scenario, in what world do you hang on to a quarterback that has that little of value coming up in a contract year when you have to pay this guy 
and not take the best player at his position in the draft, a position of need for you. It's laughable. It's why it was never happening. Uh, and so congratulations, Caleb Williams. You are Chicago Bear. What does that mean for the rest of the top three or the top four? This is what Albright had to say with regard to Jaden Daniels and subsequently now the Arizona Cardinals. So first, K1 since day one, good follow on Twitter. What percent chance would you give Marvin Harrison Jr. still being on the board at four, to which he said, I think you're looking at quarterbacks one, two, and three, and then subsequently said, Jaden Daniels, really a top five lock? Yes. So Drake May, Jaden Daniels, some combination of two, three, after uh, Caleb Williams won to Chicago. Uh, You know, you just got to sit and hope and pray that neither of those guys, and I guess you can include Caleb in this boat, do anything to fudge this up over right. the next three months. Because, uh, man, man, oh, man, right now the Cardinals are in the catbird seat for Marvin Harrison Jr. When it looked like after that Philadelphia win, that hope was lost. Right. No, you love to see this. This is the perfect scenario, not even with the NFL offseason officially kicked off, right? You still got plenty of weeks of playoff football to go the college football season in the rear view mirror. But for Jaden Daniels to be where he is already, we just think about Anthony Richardson's rise to fourth overall last year. And it it was, it was a, it was a such a large leap and it didn't really start to materialize and develop until the NFL combine until he went out there and and he interviewed and he threw, and then he had his pro day, like Jaden Daniels already there. Like he's going to be like, these are just like these, the combine and these pro days are set up for these prospects to look better and, and look the like their best self, right? They're like first date version of everybody, right? They're going to go out there and they have everything lined up. And I, like for him, like who, who the only person that can maybe unseat him is Marvin Harrison Jr. himself to, to look equally or more impressive. But because of the premium of the position, quarterback, and, you know, the Patriots, unless they really – Go out there and make a splash with like a Kirk Cousins or they're the, another team that is going to think they can kick the tires on Russell Wilson and he's going to turn around and be the, his old self. I just think that the Cardinals are absolutely in, in a very uh, advantageous situation to, to get at the top non-quarterback on the board. Jordan P., I agree with this. Jaden is the key to all of this because Bo and I have talked about this in Nottingham, J- uh, Jordan. If the Patriots take Marvin, then you become the team that Takes yeah. takes calls on Jaden Daniels. I I almost yeah. feel confident if it's not Marvin at this point, with everything Ben is reporting, Cardinals are going to trade out of four. You and I touched on that a little bit last week, especially now with this Houston pick becoming a dumpster fire of sorts. You you feel like okay, we're open for business again. Let's do this again next year. Let's get another one. Let's get some twos. Right? Washington's got two twos in the second round. There are teams that have the ammunition. I know Washington picks ahead of Arizona, but you know what I'm getting at. So I, I think Arizona is in a position you wouldn't want to drop too far with Alu Fashionu, Joe Alt, Malik Neighbors and company still being available. But I, I think you become who wants Jaden Daniels. And I also think that with with CJ Stroud's rise this this postseason, Jordan Love, who I know he's not a you know a, a rookie, but a, a first year player, mm-hmm. having the success that they've had puts pressure on these other franchises to find the guy. You yeah. can't go out and find a recycled veteran. I mean, Cleveland had the best case scenario where they took a recycled veteran only as far as you can go with a loaded roster. <laughs> Cleveland's roster has everything, number one defense. That's what it's supposed to look like when you face an elite quarterback. So Russell Wilson, the Broncos tried the cheat sheet. They tried to go cheap and and 
you know, not cheap, but they tried to say, we don't need to draft and develop a guy. We'll, we're going to get Russ. Jets said, no, we're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Those have been disastrous moves. Mm-hmm. And while not everybody's going to hit, a la Bryce Young, year one, it does make you feel like, I've seen this comparison already. Jaden Daniels could be 2024 CJ Stroud. We want that conversation. Drake May with Washington and Ben Johnson or Jim Harbaugh can make the playoffs. Like Those are the kind of narratives that are going to push MHJ to number four for the Cardinals. I mean, as as rough as it's been with Houston, he might be helping the Cardinals indirectly. Well, yeah. I mean, is this? Uh, I can't believe you're wishing evil upon another fan base that's going to be like, oh I man, we're going to fleece, we're going to fleece this team. They're going to go up and get this quarterback, and we're going to be sitting in another solid spot for a high draft pick next year. And, and then Daniels goes out and balls. But uh, I, I think it's interesting. Like, as much debates going on in Chicago, it, it's it's tapered off a little bit as we pointed out. But like mm-hmm. Justin Fields or the top quarterback in the draft, but then like w- with people who, who watch the tape and it's the devil, you know, versus the one you don't know. Right. And what you know about Justin Fields and his inability to really kind of get into a rhythm, throwing the football against NFL defenses. Um, I, I think that most of these teams would err on the side of taking the top three prospects over getting a guy in, in Justin Fields and trying to continue that story because where he stands as far as his contract going forward, you know, and that they would just rather have somebody with more passing upside. And I think all three of these prospects absolutely possess that just head to head with fields. If you're a head coach with options, your first call is not to say, give me the guy who's failed with two other coaches, Matt Nagy and Matt Eberflus. Yeah, let's let's run it back. I'll be his third head coach in four years. No, that person is primed to get fired. That person, if they take on Justin Fields, has no options. That's why I think it's funny. Everybody's like, it's going to be Atlanta. Atlanta's going to have a new head coach. That You think that head coach, whomever it's going to be, is going to say, I want to tie my future to Justin Fields with respect to Justin Fields? Uh, I would think it would have to be a franchise that's looking for the heir apparent, maybe an older player at quarterback right now that they're going to pass the baton to. I I, I know like there was, there was some talk today about like Miami's interested, Broncos. Albright's already debunked that, like, you know, the the Raiders is interesting, but it, does Antonio Pierce want to do that if they if he gets the job? I just the the Justin Fields thing, it's a to me it's a non-story. It's a non-factor. The guy's ten he's got ten or eleven wins in like forty games. That right. that's not we're not you're not playing in reality of we're gonna be a competitive franchise with Justin Fields at quarterback based on his win loss, based on how t- sometimes you pointed this out, but he struggles just to complete intermediate throws mm-hmm. like you can't say to yourself we're good to go that's why no one's giving up a first round pick for him at the end of the day i think i think it's going to be like a two and somewhere a day three pick maybe a two and a four and, yeah. and you're just you're you're just reaching and hoping just like the miami dolphins once upon a time gave a second for josh rosen you're just hoping it works out guess what that wasn't a good decision then i i would imagine we've got enough tape on justin fields this is yeah. probably who he is yeah and you know, it was it was probably the conversation that the Cardinals, when they were coming off of Josh Rosen's rookie season, and they were trying to maybe we move forward. Then you just pit the two tapes against each other, mm-hmm. and you, you if you have eyes that work, you know, semi correctly, right? You'll yeah, you can make the determination that yeah. Kyler Murray was the right move, right? Oh, oh, oh. yeah, it's <laughs> like an hour. You're like right. shit, <laughs> oh, oh. shit. 
<laughs> Hang on. So here, I want to, uh, Arise puts this in the chat. Atlanta will try and trade with AZ for number four. I think that's very likely. So let's pull up the top 10, Damon Dog, if you would. Because here's here's what we have to decipher. Let's, in a horrific nightmare scenario, the Patriots go Marvin at, at three. So the Cardinals are sitting there with Jaden Daniels. What What's tough is the Chargers aren't taking a quarterback here. So, like, do you have as much leverage as you think? Do the Giants want Jaden Daniels? The Titans are going to have a new head coach. Does he like Will Levis? I think you're sitting there with Jaden Daniels at four, and you're talking to the Falcons, the Titans, and the Giants, and you're trying to pit them against each other. And then you also have to be comfortable in that scenario. If you were to go down to Atlanta at pick eight, knowing Jaden Daniels goes four, what happens if Joe Alt, Malik Neighbors, and Alu Fashionu go five, six, and seven? Then it's like a it's a, it's a, it's a gut punch. It's a stab to the heart. So mm-hmm. that those are the things that they're going to have to wait because I love future picks. I love picks in general, <laughs> but I'm not in the position with this blue chip of a draft to say you know what? Let's keep trading down. Will ya? Can we can we continue to stockpile picks all while passing on elite talent in the process? I, I'm not too sold on. You know, the Giants, I think that they're such a crap box organization that they would be foolish enough to think that they could take another like a non quarterback. Um, I, I think the Falcons are, are one of your your hopes if of staying in the top 10 yeah. and, and getting assets in return. Uh, and, and Tennessee could is foolish enough too, like just w- watching how they've operated over yeah. the year and a half like that. They could. Oh, Lil, Will Levis is the guy like he played good for a game or two. Um, in, instead of being on these these you know first round prospects that have way more upsides, even so, uh, it's it, it is st- like because it it points to like you're saying maybe a little bit longer of a, a rebuild. Like there there are players right now that that you mentioned in Marvin Harrison Jr. and, and Fashnu and, and Alt that put you in such a better position than, than some of these other guys, but like you can really kind of maximize these assets and continue to do that. You're going to be in a good spot regardless. I mean, yeah. when you start to look at these teams that were successful over the weekend, you know, from Detroit to Green Bay to Houston, and you start to look at those maybe as potential blueprints, and I know that, like, JG doesn't like comparing these, but we will, right? Yeah. We're not we're not too proud to do so, and we like to kind of see the team-building aspect of all these teams, like, Look at how it's more so like Detroit in, in Houston, like moving up and down the draft. Like those, those are what, how those teams improved the rosters over the last two to three years. Well, and again, if you look back, it'd be an interesting case study to do on a different show. But the Lions in the trade package for Goff and Stafford, they got Goff. They got a. They didn't even get a first that that first year, twenty twenty one. They got a third rounder. Then their first rounders came in 2022 and 2023. Well, uh, I think Detroit in 2022, their first round picks, um, they used Jamison Williams on on one of their picks, and then the I couldn't couldn't even tell you who the other pick was. Oh, I think they trade maybe traded up and got Jamison Williams. They they mm-hmm. they maneuvered and gave up a future one. So it's not like that's been seamless for them. Like they sticked and picked Penesul, right, and that. You know, hopefully Paris Johnson Jr. turns into ninety percent of Panay Sewell. Then they they sticked and picked maybe the, the first year and got Aiden Hutchinson. 
Like this needs to be the equivalent of that for the yeah, Cardinals. It was Hutchinson and it was it was Williams. Right, Panay Sewell. Yeah. So like this needs to be if you're the Cardinals, you need that impact because those those are the two tone centers on the team. They were the two best players they had last night, respectfully, Panay Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson. So it's not apples to oranges. The Cardinals aren't taking a pass rush or top 10, but whether it's Malik Neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joe Alt or Lou Fashion or whomever, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, you want that pick to have as much impact, just like Detroit did. And then everything else is is supplemental, right? They found Amon Ron St. Brown, just like yeah. the Cardinals hopefully found Michael Wilson. I know that's a stretch. Laporta, the Cardinals have their own, you know, all pro tight end potentially in, in um, Trey McBride, like, there are some similarities. And then what did the Lions do this year? They went all in. They devalued positions at linebacker and running back, but th- those have worked out. So, I mean, it's not apples to oranges, but it is close. And this is still the the integral draft for the Cardinals. You you cannot come away with a watered-down first round. As much as I like Roma Dunsey, we're, we're, we're going to have to – I see people in the chat talking about him. We're going to have to wait that out. We're going to have to see how he tests. We're going to have to see what he weighs in for his 40 time. He does not have as good a tape as Marvin or Malik Neighbors. So then you're saying we're okay with the third best receiver with our first pick, or well, we're okay with the third best tackle <laughs> with our third pick. And and I see Jordan P saying <laughs> Marver bust, and and you're essentially saying the same thing. But then yeah, I I look at I, think. I <laughs> and I look at Green Bay and just the how Jordan Love has elevated the wide receivers, the young wide receivers, the youngest team in the league by far. Like, I yeah, think I saw, like, that's not a fair comparison. On. They've hold got on. a draft and develop program there. Hold on, please. Uh, I mean, when you see Wicks and Jaden Reed making plays all over the field for those guys and their fourth and fifth round selections, like, there is hope. Like, with, with Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown was a fourth round pick himself. Like, there's an ability, especially with rock-solid quarterback play, that you can you can take, especially if you if you draft the right athletes, you're not just taking under six feet, like by a lot long stretch, yeah, right? Like I five know. seven five eight guys. It gives you a chance to hit on some of these guys. And I know what you're saying. I you 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 make sense, but it, the Packers roster has never been deteriorated to the point where what Steve Kime left this roster to. The Packers roster has always been they're good for seven or eight, well, wins especially defensively. Especially right. their front seven. And they've front got seven. they've got offensive linemen. Like they know what they're they they basically every year they've got flip a coin, they can be five hundred easily. Yeah. And then this year they got some picks to push them. Like the Cardinals had the worst roster in the NFL this year. So like I I just I get it. That should lend itself to more picks. I'm not just looking for picks for the sake of picks. And I also feel like what like if the Cardinals have a top five pick next year, something's gonna have have gone horribly wrong. Maybe sure. even a top ten pick pick so in order for that to, to kind of but mitigate look, itself what you've seen from what you saw from jordan love what you saw from cj stroud what you saw from these younger quarterbacks and kyler murray's still relatively young he's, he's 26 he's going to be 27 uh is the ability and, and he already showed it coming off of his acl repair he went three and five should have been four and four because right. matt prater missed two kicks he put him in prime position to put that game out of reach yep. or win that football game right so he should be four and four you hover around 500. You're going to hover around the playoff contention in the NFC. And like that, that's what, that's what good quarterback play can do for you. Um, and do say he's tired of signing receivers, uh, runner up saying, I like neighbors more than a Dunsey Malik is ridiculous after they catch, like there's an ability to find some playmakers, but key is the, the guys throwing them football, putting them in a position to make plays after the catch. And I think Kyler can certainly do that. 
Um, also, somebody was asking in the chat a couple times, are we going to talk to Marvin? Kevin, are we going to talk to Marvin at the Combine? Is Johnny going to is he going to follow him to the restroom like he did Anthony Richardson? I don't know. We don't know if he's even going to attend the Combine. Most likely. I, I would think he's going to I think he will. Yeah, I think he'll talk at the very least interview. Love to see him work out because just to see a player put on a display like that and see how he stacks up against his peers like the Roma Dunzes and, and the Malik neighbors and this just incredibly deep wide receiver class. Part of the benefit of being five, six and a half is that I can get into small places easily and I, I will be front <laughs> row for Marvin Harrison Jr.'s press conference. I will camp Put out. Put you on my shoulders. That, that will be my one responsibility <laughs> that day is to ask the first question about how does he feel about Kyler Murray? And I will post it to Twitter instantaneously uh, for all of you. AZA, um, $5 super sticker. Thank you so much. Then follows up with a uh, super chat of $10. Should the Cardinals bowl draft a cornerback instead of tackle? I think if they love a corner at 26, then sure. If you, if you've got them higher graded, it's not happening at a four, um, and I am still inclined to believe that the Cardinals are going to sign and or trade for a, a veteran corner this offseason. But you've gotten pushed down so far in the first round. Like everything's on the table, edge rusher, D tackle, mm -hmm. corner tackle. I mean, and there's and that's the sweet spot, right? We always see when does the rush of corners begin to go, Bo? It's about 25 to like 45, typically. <laughs> David, I'm not trying to inception you into wanting alt. I'm not getting into your dreams on multiple levels and, and trying to plant the seed of Joe Alt. That's Johnny. Johnny's Joe Alt guy. I like Fashionu a little okay. bit better. That's gross. But, well. but as far as B saying the value isn't there for cornerback, in your opinion, I, I think that there's going there are going to be good cornerbacks that come out of this draft, but it is going to be later down the draft board. And at 26, you're in Terry and Armstead territory. Uh, you're in, um, you know, Cooper DeGene. And then Kool-Aid, we'll see where Kool-Aid McKistry is. Uh, I mean, yeah. But I, I'm not, I'm like you, I'm not sold in bees. I'm not sold on those guys really at all. And anything above 26, I think would be a reach in like, I think that they would be best served to at the at free agency to get a guy, at least start to check off one of the boxes. You know what I was told by somebody I trust recently about where was Gannon and, and Drew Petsing for a long time. They were in Minnesota, right? What did they watch the Vikings do seemingly every year? Take a corner in the 20s. Every year, those guys busted hard for them. They had, they, I legitimately took like five guys, even yeah. the one that tragically passed away um, for the Cardinals two off seasons yeah. ago. Like none of them panned out. Go mm -hmm. Xavier Rhodes. Gannon watched that up close. He didn't get any, and he was coaching their secondary. And I also think he's got a fundamental philosophy of build up the front seven. I will figure it out on the back back seven, the, you know, the, the the cornerback room. He takes immense pride in that. We have it sourced. Like, they want veteran cornerbacks. They like Starling Thomas and Keetrell Clark and Garrett Williams, right? I, It's a priority, but is it the priority? No. Uh, Richard, 499 Super Chat, love this. Kyler Murray has more wins in one season than Justin Fields does in his entire career career true yeah that's back uh that's back. what was it 2021 he had 11 wins mm -hmm. but year before that he had eight and justin's got what 10 or 11 right now the cardinals were in not to AC. be like well actually i mean Trey, uh colt mccoy won two of those games okay okay Mr. <laughs> uh i like justin fields and he i would have like won those games too yeah he would have in chicago but i mean it just 
it's it's times are tough for them. They're going to take Caleb Williams and they're going to be better off for it. Uh, we're better off if you guys check us out at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. We got something special coming up for our diehards later this week. We will let you know we are doing a show continuation for our diehards exclusively in the diehard member discord. You want to become a diehard. You want to know what it's about. Well, first of all, you get a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard at gophnx.com. Again, have this shirt, Nux, for free. Have this hat for free. Go to gophnx.com. Sign up. One-year diehard membership gets you all this and more. Again, post-show, exclusive Q&A, ask whatever you want, football or otherwise, in the chat, Discord. We're going live on video. It's a continuation of the show. Maybe we'll call it the after show, Q&A with Bo and I, Damon Dog behind the mic. Cannot wait. But in the meantime, become a diehard. Go phnx.com. Yeah, and in the meantime, like this video. There's 226 people watching live. Very thankful for you. This MLK day to spend your afternoon with us. Drop a like on this video. Subscribe to this channel, PHNX Sports, and wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, but yeah, don't miss out on any action by uh, not becoming a diehard. Do that right now. Uh, any more super chats before we get out of here? No. Somebody asked, though, if we draft Marvin Harrison Jr., like what, what will happen live on our set for the mm-hmm. draft show? And here's here's the difficult part is like I will be emotionally drained at that point. Come pick four, and the Cardinals have another first round pick. I may not even make it to that pick at this rate. Like they this the Houston Texans, what they've objected objectified me to and subjected me to, I should say, is now that if they get Marvin or if God forbid they don't get Marvin, you might have to do the rest of the show sans your boy because that I might be in a very very you'll be on oxygen somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you'll have an IV, and you're just gonna be you're you'll be emotionally bankrupt, and it'll just be me and Damon show. Just uh, hopefully, Britain will be there. Britain will be there, and and you'll just you'll be on a <laughs> you'll have a heart monitor and just go up and down each and every pick. It's gonna be <laughs> it, it's gonna be uh, you're not gonna want to miss it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great drama, no doubt about it. But uh, a long way to go. I mean, we have. People in Washington trying to smoke screen. I saw a report today that they 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 are considering Sam Howell as a long term solution. It's just like, come okay. on, it's considering January. losing again. You want to lose again? January fifteenth. Yeah, uh, the, the the meaningless game king and his empty stats. Like, come on, you're not going to do that. Like, the new ownership's not going to do that. New head coach isn't going to put up with that right out of the gates. It's silly season already, but uh, we're helping you wade through it here on PHNX Cardinals. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in today. Brand new show tomorrow. Look out for the uh, supplemental content as well. We got great clips, interviews, shorts right here on the YouTube page. Look for those as well. Most of them made up by your boy, Damon Dog, award-winning producer. For Damon and Johnny, I'm Bo. Have a great rest of your Monday.